we don't do campaigns. We don't do ads. Top of our content addresses the problem. We do not advocate the product. We advocate the problem. The second layer of content is what we call hub content. We communicate how we help to solve that problem above. And the third layer is what we call help content, which is more technical. Our products, the technical properties, the features, hardcore engineering thing. I feel like we're reinventing the wheel or something. Let's say you are Coca-Cola and you're advertising on one star. That might have effect one. But if you're doing five people, the effect is not five. The effect is 10. Is there anything that you would like to say to the B2B marketer or the CEO listening to this? Change comes from above. Me and my team, we would have never achieved this if we don't have the support from the C-level. Welcome, everybody, to the Authentic Content Podcast. Today, we have Delphine, the head marketing director for Uponor. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Nice to be here. Thank yeah. you for having me. Yeah, and you have your own podcast, right? I do. Yes, yeah. I do. It's called The Urbanista, where we talk about urban planning uh, with a touch of sustainability. How are we developing cities with a sustainable angle? And also we talk about water management. Water, which is, well, the basic element that we all need to live. And it takes a lot to take water into the cities and take the water, use water out of the cities. Yeah. There's a whole industry behind and that's where we play. And why, thank you. And why we have you here is because I, we, we met at an event and I was scouting who are the marketers that are doing like, I mean, podcasts, videos, something which is not just the normal corporate stuff for this, you know. And then, I mean, I, the second person I met at the time was you. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, I have a podcast and so on. I was like, that's perfect. Because in the B2B space, it's still being discovered, so to say. And you guys are quite large. You're even on the stock market. So I was like, damn, you guys have a podcast and stuff. So, I'm I'm really curious to talk about that, and also you you are yourself at least quite active on LinkedIn, and so I, what I want to talk with you about today, uh, and for all everybody to listen, is how this all ties together and your philosophy behind it, and also how how you make it happen, because you know especially as a large corporate that you're in, it's you can't just you know, probably throw up the camera or and throw up the podcast. You have to like make it look good and stuff. Yeah, as you say, we are we are a, a large corporation, um, a publicly listed company. And we are in 26 different countries. And as in all these, four, how many employees? We have 4,000 employees uh, in all these 26 countries. And in all these, as in all these large corporations, we are divided in different business divisions. And I am responsible for the marketing in the infrastructure, open infra, infrastructure division or public infrastructure. So yeah, we have quite a large team in the whole corporation that is dedicated to marketing. But my team directly is actually not that big. Three people in my direct reports, plus the people that we have in each one of the countries. And uh, But we managed to produce quite a number of, uh, of pieces of content. Well, can we stay on that? We, we talked earlier that you called it assets or pieces of content. And you had like, I don't know, you were 80 or something planned for this next campaign that you guys are doing. That sounds like you have been starting to adopt this kind of volume mentality a little bit. That's what it sounds like to me. That is not just about making one good video or one nice image. You are way more, you're thinking. Yes, uh, starting from the fact that maybe this is a bit more my principles or more philosophical thing. We don't call it campaigns. Mm -hmm. Actually, I never mentioned the word camp other than talking with non-marketing initiated people. Then yes, I use the word, but we don't do campaigns. We don't do ads. Campaign understood as an effort that has a start date and an ending date. Mm -hmm. We just 
We don't, don't, don't do that. We have an ongoing process that we permanently address and co- create content that, number one, creates awareness of the problem. The problem that is out there, water management in cities, it keeps raining a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, the so-called rainwater, putting stress on the cities. That's, a, that's actually a quite important thing. And the cities are growing and the green spaces are disappearing, which they use to soak up water. So the problem increases with the volume of people in the same space. We have too much asphalt in this thing Mm. called cities that we have built, we humans have built. Anyway, we are, and there's a problem there, managing the water floodings. There are, yeah, there are a thing due to climate change and et cetera. The first thing is top of our content, our hero content addresses the problem. We do not advocate the product. We advocate the problem. The second layer of content is what we call hub content. We communicate how we or how our products help to solve that problem above that we already made you aware. And the third layer of content is what we call help content, which is more technical or super, super technical, talking about our products in specific, the technical properties, the features, the product videos, and the really hardcore engineering thing. But we have in these three different layers. And the way we do it is we take one overall topic, let's call it flooding in cities mm. due to mm. excessive rainwater, due to climate change. I mean, you, you, you get how the story flows. Then we have a specific podcast episode interviewing an expert on water management or, or stormwater, whether it's one of our own very rainy PhD people that we have in R&D or in our, our product uh, management portfolio people or people from outside, people from municipalities, Mm -hmm. the civil engineering uh, firms, the Green Building Council, for example. We create one podcast, which is audio and video, one hour, 45 minutes, somewhere, something like that. Chop it in pieces. Okay, that goes to YouTube and Apple Podcasts and Uh everywhere, where Uh Spotify, everywhere, where we can push it. Then that goes edited into one minute or something, where our guest mentioned this punchy phrase or this key insight, and we put it YouTube. Shorts, LinkedIn, of course. Mm-hmm. We have been pushing TikTok as well. Uh, there we have mixed mixed results with the different platforms. But that's how we do it. And then, of course, we have our own awareness efforts in the same platforms with more sophisticated videos or still images. Mm-hmm. And we do this, of course, not, not only... I mean, we don't do it in English, actually. Only the podcast is the one global one. All the rest of assets are... Uh, localized in all the countries where we are. So when you start to add up the podcast plus the sub assets plus the stills plus the clips plus the etc etc, we end up having at the moment for this effort of of uh, stormwater management, we are running right now 111 assets at the same time. Only one solution. Only so only stormwater management. It is something assets and we are also running our efforts to communicate how important is sustainability currently to in in designing and, and building cities and how can we do it how can we build cities or renew cities in a sustainable way because of the materials that you use because the process that you use etc so we have one effort communicating that and of course, we have products that address that contribute to the carbon footprint reduction. Delphine, I have Thank so many questions. You have, <laughs> you have ton of content. So, so, so yeah, so I'm catching your philosophy is we have a stream of content coming all the time that we don't have campaigns. We're trying to address these problems. One of them is stormwater. That one might be that you have these different issues. How many of them do you have, at least at our core points? How many do you have? At the moment, we have 
stormwater management. We have um, rainwater that gets polluted because okay, polluted water. In, the, in, the, in the tarmac, in the streets, and then carries all the dirtiness that is in the street. That is another one. Um, uh, treatment of, of stormwater. Separately, we have uh, potable water, which for us in the Nordics, maybe take it as a granted thing. We just open the tap and we have we have nice, clean and safe water. That may not be the case all the time, even in the Nordic countries. So we have a specific effort there. Um, how do we go about keeping the quality of the water on a consistent matter? Of course, we have products to help you to help the water utilities to <laughs> so you have like sustainability, yeah. stormwater, rainwater, floodings, um, water treatment, distribution of Drinking water, safe and clean drinking water. Well, we are at seven, six, seven, six. Yeah, yeah, but that's great. But that leads me to the next question: So that how do you just like? Are you going equal on all of them? Are we talking like hundred? You are you producing equally much assets for each class or or each um, topic? Roughly, yes. Of course, depending the business case of each product or solution, there's more or less money allocated to, to them. So yeah, it might be that the yeah, market is smaller or the value per customer can vary. And also, you, as I think there was another case you mentioned before that, uh, not in this podcast, but you might have a new product or something coming up that could change the efforts related to that, for example. Yeah, exactly. Or it also depends the scope of, of the product. Is it just for Finland, only for Sweden, or across the Nordics, or is it for Poland? Or, or I mean, yeah, we that, that also highly depends uh, the amount of money that we invest and the amount of content that we produce for for yeah. each one of us. But I like the style. Yeah. You just keep you keep pushing out all the time. Well, then how about the you you mentioned you have the you know the problem awareness like this is a problem. Then you have the hub content, which is like how the product might help, like how you solve it. And then the third one was like, okay, so you might be already like you already bought in. You might even have the product, or you're like you're like just looking at specifics. Like you have technical information, maybe guides yes. or all kinds of stuff like that. So how do you decide on? This is most on say problem and hub content. How do you decide on when and where to publish it? What's the decision there? The decision, we use the channels where we have found out where our audience is. Mm-hmm. Then when do we publish it? And in which formats? Is it still photo? Is it video? We run it. We, we test it. I may have a thought. I may have a pre-assumption that hey, this creative will work. Well, let's let's make a test. Let's make an experiment, and that's how we do it. We have we run um, all these experiments in two weeks sprints. We follow the agile methodology. We are not that strict, to be honest. But yeah, we have our kanban, we have our prioritization, etc. And uh, because otherwise, how you control this explosive amount of assets? It will be pretty complicated. But we run this together with our partner agency in sprints of two weeks. How it work? We have. 20 assets, let's say, for this specific topic. Five of them, they don't, they don't get any consumption. Uh, okay, they just kill them and reallocate the money to the other ones. And it's a continuous optimization cycle. Maybe there's not enough data in two weeks. Okay, let's run it for another two, meaning one month. Okay, let's let's go back and, and review what's what the data says. And uh, yeah, the decisions are made in two ways or taking into account two things. What the data says and what is our expertise in running these type of uh, topics, this type of um, assets. All right, so, well, so not well, data-driven, if you want. I, I never used neither the word data-driven. It's more like data 
inform. I look at the data, but also I trust my gut. I trust what I have been seeing to make an educated guess. Yeah. If you want. So yeah, that's to, also, how we go about making those decisions where and when to put one or another thing. All right, got you. Do you have any uh, like any suggestions when it comes to, like I'm think I'm really thinking about the problem slash the hub content. Like, are you? Let's say we talk on I don't know YouTube. Are you are you doing both or or like right now? Are you doing both like problems awareness to content and also like sales relate more sales angle content where you're saying what you're able to help with? Or you do for example on YouTube? Yes, we do it in YouTube as well. Yeah, but so, I'm I'm doing are you doing both at the same time? Because there could be a no, there could be a situation where well we're just doing um, you know problem awareness on YouTube Shorts for example something like that, or we do only hub content on YouTube Longs or I mean things something like that. All type of content goes to all the channels. Yes, not cramming everything at one point. For example, we launched now in September, beginning of September, we launched uh, our solution for potable water distribution. So, of course, we have our positioning messaging strategy, and we have one key message, one value proposition, then three soup value props, let's call it, because there were about product uh, about water distribution, water storage, and water preparation is called. Mm-hmm. When we extract the water from the from the on the ground. So that's and we need to prepare alkalinization and there's all that type of things. So there were four messages if you want. So how do we go about do we just throw all four? No. First we started with the generic or the general value proposition and why you should care about this solution. Couple of weeks. Then we stop that and we continue with the water preparation. Two more weeks, we stop and then we continue and you get a point. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's one at a time, but we use all channels. And once we went through all of them, we just repeat. And inside of each one is this two-week sprint. So it's like mm-hmm. circles inside of circles. I don't know how to put it. Um, I like it. I like it very much. Yeah, and then that's... you just replay like a couple of months later, you just replay it kind of. So you're trying to catch people at the awareness station and or and then follow they follow the ideas they follow with you and, and, and get to you kind of nurture them through your content. Is that a yeah, good idea and, to say? And the thing is that this type of content is to to educate our potential buyers about the problems that are there that they may or may not be aware. You may be surprised that some of the customers there they don't know that they have the problem or mm-hmm. they don't know that they could contribute to solve the problem. So that is one. So it's a continuous education about the problem. And second, when we come with the other piece of content, hey, and our product, ABC, that has one, two, three, four features can help you to solve this. If you put it in your project, in your next renovation, or when you are building a new shopping center, you need to put huge amount of, a uh, huge area of parking. You need some strong water retention yeah, system, blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. These projects don't come every day, but when they come, when the civil engineer, the urban planner, who is already aware because we have been delivering this type of content, this type of insights two, three months before, when they get the project, they go to Google. Yeah. And then they okay, might find even more assets there. Were you explaining how this can be done and so on? Yes, like that. but that's um, we educate our potential buyer. Um, we nurture, if you want, if you want to use that, we nurture the potential buyer even before they get into our CRM, mm. before they even get to Google, before they get to Google. Because when they get to Google, they already, ideally, that's the wish that they Google 
only my product, branded yeah. search. Yes. Or if yeah, they don't if... remember about branded, they put the specific verbatim, the specific things that only we offer. So that's why the nurture is not email cadences. Actually, we don't have. We don't have email cadences. Yeah, nurture is very much used in email, but yeah, that's no, uh, we, maybe we nurture... content nourishment or something. <laughs> Yeah. Before before yeah. they get even to Google, that's that's the idea. So yeah. in in their mind, we are the only solution that they look for. No, they are not going to Google for a solution. They are going to yeah. Google it because they want our solution. So that yeah. is the that is the I'm, end goal. I love it. I think I I don't know if you guys are doing it, but it's like I love category design. Meaning instead of saying that we have drain mortar or we have a storm water treatment or something, you call it something. You call it. You call it something else. You call it like excessive water event treatment, and it's the same thing. But you call it something. You can you, you know you has your twist on it. But then when they search, they search for excessive water treatment, and then they be like, oh, you're the only solution because there's no other hits on that word because you're you're owning that word. So I'm doing the same with authentic content. That's the idea. We, course, yes, yeah. we kind of uh, not that much on purpose, but, but yeah, we have done that specific wording. And when we see that wording repeated in the in the results of the page search, uh, huh? Okay, cool. And you know, the marketing is also working. Yeah. It did go through the message. Yeah. Well, let, let's stay on the, I want to talk about the authentic content part. So uh, primarily, so you're doing, I, I think podcasts are a great start to get known, like, and trusted. You as a professional getting known, like, and trusted, um, you have the people there f- uh, featured. Now that varies between in the, uh, employees. Like you, you know, you don't have too many episodes. There are, I don't know, you have 20 or so. There are many episodes, but if you're going to feature, you know, even near the 2,000 people you have, it's that's not what's happening here. But I'm happy that you're doing a podcast. I think that's a, one of the strongest steps a corporation can take towards authentic content. So would you take me through a little bit how that got started and how and, and what the process is around creating these episodes? Actually, we had two things. One is a podcast. That is the one that I'm driving um, because I put myself out and we invite the people, and yeah, we sit in a setup like this now that you and me are having, and we have a 45-minute, one-hour conversation about whatever it is. Our other engineers, solution experts that may not be that, let's say, they don't have that easy word or public speaking skill, they were very, well, they're shy. We are also, now we managed to get them on board, not to drive a one-hour podcast, no, but to record one-minute clips. Yeah. And now we have our own solution experts, the people who actually know the, the, the thing, the, all the, uh, uh, the nitty-gritty of our product. And they can talk to the right person on the other side. because they're like, Yes, exactly. They each we other. have roughly one-minute one clips, one at a time, in their own language, of course, because we have solution experts in every in every country. So that solution expert yeah. that you are looking, you are watching in the YouTube clip or in the a, a LinkedIn clip, he or she are the actual the ones that actually will drive, will help I you with it. your with your project. That's this um, is authentic content right there. This, this is what I'm is how do you make how do you make it happen? How do you convince them who is doing the recording? Like if I'm, I'm practical here, how do you make this happen? Let's say I have this idea. What how do I implement it in my own company? Change comes from above. There's, and even more in these type of big corporations, there's no, there's no way. I had in my strategy, we need this type of spokesperson. Call them influencers. Call them however you want. Like a champion. How do we go about having one person from the company becoming the public face, human face of the company? Uh, we have at the very beginning, one of our BPs, the one who takes care of all these 
um, um, environmental uh, topics. He's very well versed and he knows a lot. But and he likes to pick. Okay, we start to use him, and every time that I ask, he always says yes to any interview, to any video. He always says yes. But at some point, hey, well, we need someone else than just the same person every time. Uh, and that was in general sustainability. For the topic of storm water, one of the solution experts from Sweden, they started, okay, well, let's give a try to this YouTube video. And a couple of guys, they just started to do it. Having fun just by themselves, like in Swedish only. Um, and it was a good start. And then I pick, hey, once you start, you cannot stop. And I pick that. Now that you have this, now that you get used to being in front of a camera and talking, hey, let's do more and more and more. And at some point, they got very comfortable in front of a camera, throwing all their wisdom and their technicalities and etc. Um, to the point, of course, the name of this person is on the clip, the episode, also in our pages, in our product pages, contact us. We have the format, yes, but we have the name of the person and the photo of the person. And this person start to get phone calls just out of the blue. Yeah. Hello, Ricardo. This is it. This is my name. And we have this project, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, who are you? No, no, no. You don't know me. But I have seen your videos. And I know that you are the expert in this and this and that. So I'm wondering if you can help me because we have this project, blah, 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 blah. What is that? An incoming lead. Yeah. There you go. Once the effect that, of the parasocial relationship and the, and the yes. way you explain it is they're coming in warm. They yes. are behaving like, hey, we, we, you know, we haven't talked, but I know you. So, yes. you know, they just go straight into it. Think how long that would have taken if we were having a sales conversation and trying to get you to talk about your problem. Properly. Incoming lead comes pre-qualified and they just immediately start the conversation and they threw the project. We have this problem and this, this and that. And we thought that, okay, we see you. We think that you can help us or your product can help us. Let's talk about straight business. I mean, oh, more so, qualifiedly uh, than that. Like, <laughs> come on. Well, so the process, do I get this right? You you were pushing this upwards through the strategy. You had at least one guy who was like, I love it. I want to do it. You started with that person as, and then you saw positive results from that or he something positive yes. was happening. Yes. Now, then other units were like, okay, we could try it. It doesn't look harmful at least. It looked maybe even like fun. Let's start. And then you, I feel like you, Delphine, are, you are like the, you are like, if you talk water, you're like a tide or something, or you, you, you're just going to push, like you're coming. Like, <laughs> and as soon as you yes. have a lead, if there's a break somewhere, you're coming in and you are going to make, make the, that continue. At some point, yes, because we, we did this, uh, we were doing only in English. Hey, let's do it in local language. Mm. And of course, it makes sense because it's the direct person, the real person that will help you with your project. Um, to be honest, yes, there was at some point, with the help of our country marketing people, a bit of twisting the arm of, of the of the solution expert. Now you have to do it because yeah. the, the the Swedish are doing it, the Finns yeah. are doing it. So now the days we cannot not yeah, do come it. Come on, yeah, come on. It's like come on, um, yes. And for some people, it was a bit going beyond their comfort zone, but they did it. I mean, yeah. that was the key thing. They they threw themselves and. And they started to do it. And uh, even our, our colleagues in Norway, which were like kind of mm, a bit shy, okay, fine, did um, uh, four, three or four clips. Uh, our marketing person in Norway started to publish them in LinkedIn, et cetera. And suddenly this person from, from, from Norway was saying, hey, every time you put that thing, meaning the clip, yeah. that thing on LinkedIn, in the next two or three days, I get direct messages on LinkedIn, like asking me, 
okay, to connect and directly throwing me the problem that they are facing, asking for help. But like, this is like super effective. This is, I mean, yes. And with this solution that we launched now in, in September, uh, okay, let's start. The first one was in January. It took a while to, to pick like little by little. Okay, it took seven months to, to really pick and the qualifying coming leads um, start to come. For this other solution that we launched in September, after the third week, boom, mm. incoming leads start to You've you've Ooh, been figuring like, out, you've been figuring out how to do it. Yes, is there so any, okay, now, so something you did differently? Why did it go in three weeks this time and seven months the other time? What did you do differently? I don't know. We are still thinking about it. Now it <laughs> may be because of course we are getting better at it because at the beginning we only did it for one specific country with one person, and now with this time we can we have actually four different uh, working at the same time four different uh, solution experts and all four were running. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it may be that we managed to scale up the whole. You know, the, this is something that I've heard before that I'm, I'm, I I feel like we're reinventing the wheel or something, but I'm seeing that in, let's say you are Coca-Cola and you're advertising on one, one, super, one star and he is doing Coca-Cola. That might have effect one. But if you're doing five people, the effect is not five, the effect is 10. And that's what you're kind of seeing here, that when you did the one, you had the effect in seven months. Now you're doing four, suddenly you get, the, and you, there's some other things you're doing better probably too, but you're getting the effect way faster. Like I'm seeing, like you got to be killing your competitors, man. Yes. Like, I they're mean, not that, doing that, it. <laughs> well, uh, we have, yeah. Yeah. Of course, they are, they are we long. We have some feedback already direct from indirect and direct from our competitors that, hey, not warning, but hey, what are you doing? Yeah. You are going to steal all our market. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Like emoji. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm so sorry. sorry. I'm so sorry, guys. But this is sorry this for is doing my job. What are you doing? You know. So what is, this? This is what it is. And yeah. But how come they, said, they? I'm so curious. They are allowing you to take forward steps into marketing, which in B two B is almost unknown. I'm interviewing now you now because there are so few companies, at least in Finland and the Western world, that I've been finding that are even doing remotely anything near what you are doing. So you have a very understand. Either you are a very good negotiator and diplomat, and or you have a very understanding management that actually allow you to take these steps and and push this marketing like this. Both, yeah. as I said, <laughs> change comes from above. Change comes from above, and I am very lucky that the sex, the sea level is super supporting on this, and and they allow me to do many crazy, quote unquote, crazy crazy for this industry. Yeah. Yeah, crazy sure. things. Uh, this industry that is uh, old-fashioned, if you want, um, uh, slow moving, definitely. But uh, hey, once they start to see the results coming, yeah, it's easier to say yes. And, and, and I just, to be honest, the first things, of course, we were checking up with the with the bosses, and we are doing this, and this is the logic, and this is why, and this is why showing a person, showing the expertise is much better than. The expertise is on the person, not on the logo, faceless logo. Yeah, yeah. So with all, and yeah, they, they agreed. Yes. Okay, fine. Go. The following, to be honest, I didn't ask for permission. It's sometimes it's better ask for forgiveness than rather than ask for permission. Yeah. At some point it's like, wait, wait, wait. maybe we are going too fast, Delphine. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got yeah. It. Then they can, yeah. Got it. Let's. But you let's, make a cal, you made a calculated attempt. You're like, this is probably going to work. I have to test it. Yes. But, um, uh, but hey, as I mentioned, this new 
solution that we launched in beginning of September. Uh, by now, two months, well, yeah, pretty much two months full. And incoming leads are just coming like, like, yeah, I mean, not, we don't play the volume game. I don't want 150 leads a day. No. We may get one per week. But you, they qualify. Three per week maximum. And the, the, the Finnish uh, lady from marketing told me it was, yeah, she got three in one week. Well, hey, each one of us is 300,000 euros potential opportunity. Yeah. And then we so think like you guys were at an event in Gothenburg the other day, that like you have to travel there, build everything. You're many people there. Like the cost of the normal way of doing marketing in a B2B industrial industry is very expensive. Now, of course, making the videos cost money too, but I think getting these warm leads in, even three in a week, it pays off. Yes, absolutely. And yes, we do also the the, the trade show. Yeah, yeah, they're also the important. Yeah. Because there are certain events where we cannot not be there. So they are the flagship event of the industry. Well, there was this one uh, last week uh, in, in Gothenburg, where there this, there's another one in Finland, the, the UT, which happens every two years. So we, we have to be yeah. there because it's where all the industry meets and we are expected to be there. And I will say, colleagues, of course, that's the opportunity for them to catch up with the current customers, with the old customers or all network mm. networking. It's, it's this, this business is heavily driven by networking, by, yeah. So those events are the opportunity to do that as well. But then it sounds like you have found a key how to break through in an otherwise very highly like network focused type of buying selling environment and using content, you've been able to get through. There was like a crack there that you could use, but people were not using it. They didn't know about it. But now when you're using content, you can attract these people who are like, yeah, yeah, I might know somebody, but like this guy, what he said on this, uh, this podcast or this uh, uh, clips I saw, it's exactly what I want. So I call him right away just to, you know, and then you have to And leave. actually this is uh, be going beyond the networking, which is the the normal people that our sales colleagues already know. And because they have been doing business for, for quite many years, going beyond that, I was in this uh, sales call uh, because of course me as marketing, I participate in the sales calls. I mean, of course, that is by default. Uh, I was in this in this sales call and our our um, solution expert from, from Sweden was like, hey, I'm just getting these uh, calls out of the blue. Either they call to the switchboard by a customer service, but customer service, then they forward to me or just directly to my phone. Like people asking me, like, okay, Adam, wait a second. Is these people that is calling you? And I was trying to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Do you know them or did you know them before? No, no, no. Are you sure? Yes. Are they recommended by somebody else or did they hear you because you presented in this event? Maybe they were there. No, 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 no. Are there? I mean, I, I was trying to really mm, yeah. make sure that make you know sure what that, is coming. Yeah. So you don't know. No, completely new people, unknown. I have never spoken with them and they are the right ICP. Okay, great. So and he was wondering, how come these people is calling me? And I was, okay. My friend, you are in the videos, your photo, your name, your phone number, and your email is on, on, on our product page. Um, I guess the people know who you are, and that's why they are calling you, because mm -hmm. they are trusting you. Uh, yeah, but there you go, completely new, completely new people calling in, and uh, yeah, 
warm leads um, already. Well, great work. Um, now, I mean, you just started with this new one with the four. So I'm really curious to see now in the next, uh, you know, upcoming half year, year, because you guys are probably going to double down on this even more and see where you might take it. Oh, yeah. This is a, yeah. Oh, yeah. But can I ask you about your videos? I'm going to stay on that a bit. You are on your personal side, because I've been looking at your LinkedIn primarily, and then uh, that's where we, we see each other <laughs> otherwise, <laughs> where, I, where I see you at least. Uh, and you recently, I think like a couple of months ago, you just started putting up way more video. Do you want? Is there any rationale behind this new behavior of yours? Yes. I'm lazy. Yeah? You're lazy, and that's why you make videos. Sometimes I'm... I'm okay, let's think something through okay i will write a post about this idea that uh, how how do i say it? yes no the, oh come on i discovered that to me is much easier i want to talk about value propositions how do we come up okay mapping features benefits value propositions okay fine grab the phone boom play mm. record and just i just say it one take i don't do more all of them are in one take and the first take that that's the one it goes no now, to be clear, it's not that I am magically well-spoken and I know everything and I just cannot do it in one. No, this takes practice. Uh, I started to do it, as you said, one month ago, I don't know when, on LinkedIn, but that is just the result of practice, practice, practice. Last summer, I did more than 30 posts like that, but on, on TikTok. Ah. So that's what you don't see. I, I like, is such I like a to good run. I, I run yeah. half yeah. marathons and I, I got that to run in, 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 yeah, in the snow, in the forest, etc. So I was shooting myself while speaking and while I was running, which is a damn difficult thing to do, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> looking at the camera, running off the ice and that you don't fall and then saying something minimally intelligent, it's damn difficult. But I did it and I did more than 30 of those and all of them are in TikTok. Maybe very few people saw them. I don't care. But those 30 actually help a lot. I think, can I interject here? Because like TikTok is such a good playground because it will be seen by some people maybe, but it's real, it's out there and you don't have to be the most professional you because it's more like a yeah. slightly younger audience, generally speaking. And who, and who, like, it doesn't matter. Like TikTok is more like, I just, like nobody cares if you're not fully corporate in those environments, and it's, it, you get it's the same. For, I publish everything I do. Publish on LinkedIn uh, on TikTok, and then s the ones we like more, we put on LinkedIn. That's how we do it now, and I think it's it's a great for that purpose. It's a great platform. Uh, so, and it has to be personal. Yes, in TikTok, the last thing you have to do is be corporate. Mm, it's almost yes, yeah, personal. Opposite. Be relatable. We do have a TikTok account uh, which we started. Let's again, it's experiment. Let's see how it goes. What do we put? And the one person from my team was taking care of that. <coughs> um, um, not this conference. Last year we were in Copenhagen in another in another conference. Well, let's let's just start from from there. And the exhibition interviewing people. Uh, she did one water tasting TikTok. Okay. So instead of wine tasting, it's water testing. This water is from Finland. This water is from Denmark. This water is from Norway. Which one tastes the best? And Ooh. and the Actually, she got a couple of big hits. I hate the word viral, but I guess by all the standards, we went viral with a couple of those posts. Like, really, like wildfire. Whoa, what is this? Like, that was fine. Unfortunately, it takes time. It takes dedication. TikTok takes a lot of dedication. Um, mm. 
yeah, we may not be that consistent in that platform because uh, we had to give priority. Yeah, so we need but to also be good it's like you in two to, platforms, yeah. not being ten platforms and and SOC in ten platforms. So that's yeah, uh, we have still learned the channel. It just needs dedication and time, yeah. and we are a small team, so we may not have all the time in the world. To and what you're doing now is absolutely working. So I can see that. You have to think where 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 do we win? Like we have the uh, they are a also industrial company Vilpe, which I also talk with. They are really big oh, on TikTok. Yeah, of think. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's really cool what they're doing. So but so they have found their way on TikTok. So I would I would absolutely understand why they would do more of that. And the strategies that you guys are using is working. So there's no need to go on all platforms for the sake of it. I do it because I need to know all platforms if I'm working with a client. But it's not that it's they're not equally important for me. Like LinkedIn is way more important, generally speaking, than TikTok for me, for example. Um, but yeah, uh, let's talk about what's well, so Why are you posting on LinkedIn at all? Like you personally? Ah, uh, that I told you, it's more like out of laziness for me. It's... But you don't have to post. You could just be. You can just be uh, what's called lurker. It's looking at other people's stuff. Yeah, yeah somehow, <laughs> somehow. Yeah, last year, actually, I did over the summer. I don't know why I did it during the summer, because I even I will post one thing, one insight every day during 30 days. And later I said, oh, God, my, my holidays are in the middle. Why uh, why did I start this thing? But anyway, I kept going, and I did those 30 posts and insightful, according to me, insightful things. So now I didn't do it for this summer. I said, no, no holidays are holidays, and that's it. But then after, what what should I start doing? Uh, I activated the creator mode on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. Let's try. Let, let's test. That's the only way to learn. Let's test. And uh, if I don't want to write a perfectly written post, insightful, and well, I will just grab my phone and do, and yeah. do a video about that topic, an insight that I am thinking right now. Just throw it there. Mm. That's it. So, And I noticed something. I mean, it? I've been saying this in my videos too, but like we've met once. But because I've seen your videos over and over again now, when I see you here, I feel like I know you way better than if I would have just seen text posts after that point. It it, it has that effect. It is almost scary because you haven't seen, you might have seen some of our videos, but let's say you didn't. I, I got to know you even though we did. It's, it's, I feel it's almost magical and scary at the same time, but it happened again. It's a way yeah. to connect one human with, with another. Um, because the people, and now I'm realizing that, hey, a lot of people is watching me like I didn't even imagine. Um, and if before it was happening somehow, I was in an event, or even just we were in some pub in downtown Helsinki, having fun with the friends, etc. Some person passes, looks at me like, who's this? And again, yeah. passes again. And looks at it's me like, like, like why, why is this guy is flirting with me? What, what's what's yeah. happening? And I was the third time I was just standing there. Yeah. And the person came to me. Hello, Delphine. Like, whoa, yeah. do I know you? I like, and he started to talk about, me about marketing. Like, I was like, oof, do I know you? Oof, maybe I don't remember your name. No, no, oh, no, yeah. no, no. You don't know me. No, no, no. My name is blah, blah. No, no, don't worry. You don't know me. But I have seen your posts and your videos. And uh, on LinkedIn, and I follow you, and and uh, thank you for blah 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 doing this. Well, I'm happy I caught you now, Delphine, yeah, before you. I saw you, yeah. of course. I recognized you. That's why I came to say hello. Yeah, okay, fool. <laughs> okay, fine. But it it happens. It works. It's scary sometimes. It's creepy. Well, but that's the thing that we 
if we don't put our service out, um, then yeah, we, Somebody we, don't else test, will. we will never know how it works or what it works and what it doesn't work. Well, you're a very experimental person when it comes to all this, both inside the company, on your own stuff. And I think that's maybe, like, you know what you're talking about. Like, they're, they're, okay, I'll keep it, I'll keep it friendly. But yeah, you're, you know what you're doing, which is really good. I, I like it. And it comes from experimentation, like I said. You don't, you're not good on videos because you just started naturally. You did done in, you already done 30 or so on TikTok just to practice. And now when you go to LinkedIn, yes, you have 30 practice behind you. And who knows, like you weren't born yesterday, so there might be some stuff that you practice. Maybe you even practice public speaking or something before. Who knows? Like it doesn't come that easy. But also for your engineers. Yeah, they, they weren't perfect the first time. But after a couple of like you help, you, they record some, they practice. After some weeks or some, they, they just naturally, I think there's this point of general expertise that can be found without, it's not that difficult. Like we can all find it to get to the normal level. No, no, it's not that difficult. The important thing is that you have a point of view, you you know what you are talking about, show your expertise, your knowledge, and it will come eventually naturally because it's your thing, it's your mm. area of expertise. So you know that you know you think, you know your topic. And the, whether you are, you have this ability to express yourself clearly and convincingly or not, but when you are talking about your topic, it starts to flow more naturally. And that's what happened with our solution experts. For me, at the beginning, they were like scared. Uh, then, okay, oh, this is not that bad. Oh, this is painless. Let's do another one. Let's do another one. And uh, and now I got the feedback. Hey, we want to do more videos. When can we do it? Like, okay. Uh, yeah, there we go. Team. Uh, the, the two ladies, the, the 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 marketing lady and the and the expert, now they went overdrive. Suddenly they they shoot eleven, and now they are shooting ten more. Like, whoa, whoa, yeah, okay, exactly. just... we can't edit this much. Come on. I mean, of course, by all means, do it. Just uh, let's keep focus on what is the topic that you are not pitching the product. You are addressing customers' pain points, mm. you are maybe answering the questions that you hear in several meetings. So address those ones so the content will be insightful. The content is meaningful. Whether it's shot with a phone, it doesn't matter. Mm. These, these things are good enough. Shoot yeah. it with a phone, yeah. that's fine. Put it against a neutral wall. I, I told them they're in, in the factory, just go to a, a place where it's quiet, natural light, don't worry about as long as it is clear your message mm. that we can hear your voice. Don't worry too much about the production value. Yeah. If the content, if what you are saying has the substance, substance yeah. and has it's insightful and it's helpful, that's it. Just do it. And well, now they are, as I said, they went on overdrive. So now they are producing like, <laughs> like hotcakes. <laughs> Here we go. So is there anything that we're running out of time here, Dolphin? Is there anything that you would like to sh say to the, the B2B market or, or the CEO and B2B CEO listening to this? Again, con change comes from above. Uh, me and my team, we would have never achieved this if we don't have the support from the, from the C-level. The trust, which on another note, we marketers, we have to earn the trust of the C-level, the non-marketing people, the financial people, administrative, R&D. So we need to sell ourselves internally. And that's what I see that 
not too many people, not too many marketing people do, uh, we are pretty bad to sell ourselves internally in our companies. But it seems like you like even know these people. That's what it sounds like to me, that you meet the R&D people, you are at the sales calls. Yes, like yes, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. We have, um, as I mentioned, we have this workshop to discuss the messaging and the positioning of the product. You may argue, well, positioning and messaging, that, that's a purely a marketing task. Yeah, could be, but at least in my book, it's a collaborative effort. And I have, and this has worked very well. The results that we are seeing are very good. In the same table, literally in the same table, I had, from, in the last one, I had sales director for Sweden, product owner from Sweden, sales manager and sales director from Finland, the global category manager, uh, the, 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 um, um, I mean, the director of all uh, product, R&D, one person from R&D, and the actual uh, uh, category manager for that product. All seated in the same table, literally, for six hours, seven hours. Let's go through our positioning. Okay, I facilitate that. And there's maybe that's a topic for a different conversation, how that is done. But yeah, and then we conclude, this is the target that we are going after. And this is the message that we are going to put. And this is why it is meaningful for this target group. And thank you, all of you sales and product and R&D for participating. Are we agreeing? Everybody's okay with this? Fine. Let's go with it. Yeah. Then you have everybody and everybody's on board. It's buy-in. It's aligned. And you got input from all the sides. It's... Dude, we should have another podcast, you know, an episode, which is just how to do this. It's not marketing. You're just very clever in making things move in large organizations. I think that's a, maybe one of your superpowers, I think. I don't know if it is, but yeah, that's maybe that's a different topic. How yeah. do you bring, <laughs> yeah. again, the key is change comes from above. I yeah. mean, only myself knocking the door of R&D and asking for someone to come, like, yeah. you marketing, like, weird animal, like, it may have not happened if we don't have the support from the from the C level. So that is absolutely key. Yeah, Delphine, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. I appreciate you. So we can connect with you on LinkedIn. We'll be in the in the notes here. I think that's and maybe we should check your running videos out on <laughs> on TikTok Let's as well. Let's see how I end up if I don't fall eventually saying some. Yeah some stupid analytics or whatever I'm going to say. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll find it. Well, thank you very much for coming. I appreciate it. Let's stay in touch. Thank you. 